that just really stuck out as wow you guys just flat out so how can you be that bad at drafting a freaking quarterback i mean come on I, th- and spurgeon win by the way that was brady's draft class that was yep that was brady's draft so class. they passed like, on tom brady passed on, well i mean that so did 30 other teams <laughs> 31 and, no 30 the houston texans weren't yet a team right there were only 31 teams in the nfl in 2000 so weird but you gotta multiply that by seven yeah, the amount of picks. Yeah, so I mean <laughs> that's insane. Rounds, number of rounds. Yeah, number of rounds. Yeah, but I'm saying the number of picks in that round. Yep. Um, but yeah, I mean, you know, when it comes down to the Browns, they just have uh, definitely trouble. Um, when it comes down to you know finding talent, finding a quarterback, they might find it this year, but I don't believe they will. Um, they'll find a way to screw it up. Um, but they just haven't been on the, a consistency basis. Um, they've been consistently bad, if anything. Um, they need to get back to you know what matters most, and what matters most is um, you know finding the rhythm in their organization and recognizing that they need talent and elite players to actually make a play in the you know the AFC um, in, in, in their own division, uh, mm-hmm. the AFC North. Um, they, they have to really start competing, or or else they're just going to be in shambles for the entire organization. Like the, the history of the organization has been terrible, and, and they've gone after questionable players. They've gone after backups, which shouldn't even belong in the NFL. Like Jason Campbell, he shouldn't even been in like Terrell Pryor. Terrell Pryor. I mean, you look at Wait, Jake Delhomme after you know Carolina. Right. I mean, these guys are coming off like. Awful stints. Delhomme De- was kind of good for. I mean, he, he went was to, all right. He went to a Super Bowl with the Panthers. Yeah, and he went to what with the Browns? Nowhere. Well, that, that, that's Down the crapper. Well, Austin Davis hey, was the, so bad. The Browns will just kill your career. That's the that's the since ninety nine. I mean, Colt Kill, Ma- killing QB career since nineteen ninety nine. You you can go down the line like that Colt- should be their slogan on uh, Wikipedia. <laughs> like, like, like Colt McCoy. I might go edit that right now. You do it right nope. now. Go hey, at Wikipedia's. It. Hey, that's always an option. But guys, Col- Colt McCoy was actually pretty good with the University of Texas. Um, so I mean, there, there's did he even really play with them? He, he did. Yeah, he, like he a did. Season and a half. He played for a season. Like I'm just saying, he he looked good. Johnny oh, Manziel. I mean, play good for Texas A&M. And, and, and the great thing here, look, I mean, they we know now that Brock Osweiler, that deal, he's not going to stay in Cleveland. They just released RG3. Maybe. So, I mean, that's at least the plan. Right. So, the Browns are still in play. Let me ask Potentially you for Jimmy Garoppolo. <laughs> Initially, when they acquired Brock Osweiler, I thought to myself, oh, well, there goes Jimmy. They don't want Brock Osweiler. I, I they do, just got rid of RG3. They're still in play for Jimmy G. As soon G. as I saw the press conference where they were more excited about the draft pick. You knew right yeah. there. <laughs> You're like, they're, they're not keeping this guy. And at the time, my first reaction, I'm sure all of us had the same reaction, is what the hell are the Browns doing? And then after about a few hours went by, about three or four hours, and I read about what they were actually trying to do, I thought, damn, that's actually kind of smart yeah actually that's a, actually kind of smart it's actually a good move we're, we're by just, the browns well, I, th- we'll, I think we'll it's take, smarter by the texans out. but it's it's smart by both sides it's the browns basically saying fine we'll buy a second round pick for 16 million dollars and if worst case scenario if that happens we'll just cut brock Osweiler, bill, bill, eat the 16 million bill dollars check, that pick. do that just spend money to get draft picks but the difference <laughs> is for for a team that is actually trying to compete the salary cap implications are important well, no, I'm like, just saying, just spend money, just like that out seems of his like pocket. Belichick would do. Yeah, something out of it. But then, he then doesn't have to. Like picks. Browns, can we have like three third round picks for like five picks. million dollars? This is essentially what that was. <laughs> and since they have a hundred million dollars in cap space, since sixteen million dollars against their cap and dead money doesn't mean anything, they were like, whatever, f it, we'll do it. 
Yeah, and, and, and it looks like it might, for the time being, work out for them if they do end up uh, not just releasing Brock Osweiler, but if they do do that thing that we were talking about, where they take a $16 million base salary, convert, let's say, half of that into a signing bonus to reduce his base, that obviously becomes a lot more attractive for other trade partners. Yeah, now the they're looking as at, a backup too. Yeah, yeah they're like looking at a guy. They're looking at a guy that'll be like not making sixteen million dollars in base salary. Maybe even trade like, him to the know, Denver Broncos. Something like eight or nine million dollars <laughs> base salary. That's a lot more attractive. Imagine how funny that would be if they traded him to the Back Broncos. To Denver. I, I'd like to see Brock Osweiler play for the Cleveland Browns and just have a bad. Bad time there. I mean, Cleveland's just going to be bad for a while. They're not going to be good anytime right. soon. And they're not going to compete. And right. they got to get rid of those uniforms. Those things are freaking ugly. The, the, their their the logo is a brown helmet. It's like, so ugly. Like, what is a brown? It's a dog. Like It's a pug, kind of. So I, they call it dog pound for a reason. Yeah, that's true. It, it's because a, a, uh, the browns is literally like a pug. Um, but, I mean... They're just a troubling franchise. I mean, you know, tip of the cap to them for actually coming up with like one of the best moves in and NFL trying to history. help another team out. You know, well, I'm saying like that was one of the best trades in NFL history, and the Cleveland Browns were a part of it. Yeah, like that's saying something. Well, I mean, well, I wouldn't go as far as to say it's one of the best. Tra- I mean, let's see. What if that second round pick turns into something? I mean, th- their defense uh, could be actually pretty good. That if year. that second round pick turns into like the next Tom Brady. Then you can say, yeah, it was one of the best trades in NFL history. For the time being. I what, mean, what if Chandler Jones. Is it the ballsiest and most unconventional oh, sorry, trade? Jamie Collins. What if Jamie Collins tells Dante Hightower to go over to the Cleveland Browns? Yeah. That, that defense would. That defense would look nice. Would look pretty good. Because they also they're, have. They got uh, work on that They offense. have one of the corners. Yeah. Um, what's his face? Uh, Hayden. There, Joe Hayden. There we go. Yeah. And they're adding stuff in free agency as well. They're kind of. Actually, they're doing a pretty good job with the um, the offensive line. They signed like the top two guards. They did. Um, so th- they're looking to build that offense. And you know what better way to do it by you know st- stocking on uh, draft picks right. for the next couple of drafts. I mean, they're not going to compete in the AFC North no. for a while anyway. Well, I mean, once Ben Roethlisberger, right? You, know, comes you have to wait for books, him. You yeah. have to wait. Well, we don't even know if he, like didn't he say that he might retire? I, I'm not buying yeah, it. But, but he I'm has one more year on his contract. I think yes, he's going to retire. But after even next if season. he's not the quarterback, they still have Antonio Brown and Le'Veon Bell. So, but yeah, they but just lost Marcus Wheaton, who I, I know he's like the fourth guy on their watch. Right. <laughs> but he's he's a good receiver actually, Marcus Wheaton. Okay. Not a bad guy to have, but yeah, you still have Antonio <laughs> Brown. You they uh, did they franchise Le'Veon Bell? Yes. So they have him. They, had the, Bryant, they had the Ravens. If Martavis Bryant could just stop smoking weed, well, they have uh, him. Yeah. Ravens are going to be interesting because they signed Woodhead. Yep. Um, so now they have Kenneth Dixon and Danny Woodhead out of the backfield. But Dixon's has a four-game suspension due to um, no, he doesn't. Yeah, PED use. Yeah, it, it came out this week. He ha- he has been suspended because of um, steroids. So maybe that's why they went on God Danny Amendola, or I'm sorry, Danny, Danny Woodhead. Woodhead. Um, so, so when it comes down to like you know the AFC uh, North, I mean the Cleveland Browns are gonna have a, a troubling time because you know teams like the Ravens and for the you know the moment um, the Steelers are really gonna give them a run. So I think the best way to do it is trading for Jimmy Garoppolo, and, and then you go out and get that defensive end from Texas A&M with yeah. the number one pick. And then you just keep building offense through the draft and, and next year's draft. That's exactly what their plan is, I yeah. think, because they are not going forward with Brock Osweiler, as we said. They just no. released RG3. They need a quarterback. Yeah. And I think Jimmy G is the guy that they are eyeing. 
And can, can you imagine if like <laughs> if the Patriots help out the Browns to turn around their franchise with Jimmy Garoppolo being the starting quarterback and he just goes off in Cleveland and turns that franchise around like LeBron James esque, like literally turns that. I mean, like, city. just to take a quote from, like, uh, Anchorman, uh, that would be amazing. I'm no, not even mad. I'm not even mad. <laughs> like, I'm, I'm impressed. Like, that's, that's actually amazing. <laughs> wow. It's like, like, that would actually be pretty cool. I'm not going to lie. It's right? like, then the Patriots can be credited with, like, oh, my God, they, like, indirectly influenced the Cleveland Browns and actually made that team good. And, look, we've talked about the pipeline between the Browns and the Patriots and, and all the players that have gone back and forth. Mingo and Jamie Collins and Deion Lewis, although I don't think I don't think he came directly from the Browns. I think he went somewhere else. No, first, Philadelphia. But, but, but yep. the point is there's been a little bit of, of a pipeline there between the Browns and the Patriots. Obviously, going back to Bill Belichick's days with the Browns back then, then he has the connection with Mike Lombardi, who uh, uh, also has connections to the Browns. I know that played a little bit of a factor there. Yeah, so, I mean, yeah. I, I, I honestly would not rule out Jimmy Garoppolo going to the Browns for the number 12 pick or any other picks that the Cleveland Browns have stockpiled here in the next few years. No, I just I think it's funny the correlation with the Patriots and the Browns. Like you said, um, there's a lot of, uh, I guess, comparisons um, in regards to, like, Bill Belichick kind of still running that show, it seems like. Like, the, now looking at it, like, the, the Browns actually had their head on track and they're heading towards a, a bright future. But it took them a while to really realize that, hey, we got to start, like, rebuilding. We haven't been rebuilding. We've been, like, just put in a dumpster and just rotting away. And, like, we have to do something about it. And I, I think the reason why, and I'm going to go to it, is because the city of Cleveland actually has a pretty good sport uh, sports atmosphere. Like, you got the Cleveland Indians, right, who, who made it to the World Series. You got the Cleveland Cavaliers, who are the number one team in the Eastern Conference right now. So I, I think the Cleveland Browns are saying, we got to start doing something right. So you're saying Cleveland's like on, almost on the verge of being the next Boston. It could be. I'm not saying it is now, but it could be. They just got to get their head on right with the Cleveland Browns because then you're talking Cleveland actually is a pretty good sports town. Yeah, right now. Yeah. Maybe if the Browns. If the, yeah, that's Don't what he's saying. Stop. If the Browns, if they, they turn around. But it's going to take four or five years. Yeah, it's, it's, and I think, and, and, that, and to credit Cleveland's current uh, situation, I know they got rid of uh, Ray Farmer, their previous GM, and they brought in sort of. How uh, old's LeBron? 30, 31, 31, 32, 32. He 32. just turn, turn okay. So he still has a couple of years. But yeah. So once, uh, once four years comes, right? Out. <laughs> LeBron will be gone. I think. No, LeBron's going to be a tight end for no, the Cleveland Browns. No, but then you you have yeah, Indians will probably suck by then. Who knows? But I think just going back to my original statement about the Browns, I think they realize that this is sort of a five year plan. You're not going to fix the Browns overnight. Oh, obviously. I think, every, I think, I think I, everybody knows know, that in know, the world. But, but you know what? I guess Ray Farmer didn't know that because no, he, right. didn't he select Johnny Manziel? Yeah. It's like, what, what was your plan there? Uh, you're he, taking a guy that's a ticking time bomb that everyone doesn't expect to do anything in the NFL. Well, his plan was, we already suck. We might as well just keep on sucking. Yeah, so just, I, so. just keep going down the tubes. So I think yeah. this is the Cleveland Browns right now saying, listen, we're not going to be a playoff team next year. We're not going to be a playoff team the year after that. We have Hugh Jackson. We like him. We trust him. And he's in it for the long haul. And we're just basically looking three, four, five years down the road. And by then, we'll have stockpiled all these picks. And maybe then we'll be able to uh, compete for the AFC North. Because guess who's going to be gone in the AFC North? Ben Roethlisberger? Probably gone. Joe three, Flacco. Years. Joe, Joe Flacco. Flacco about probably him, yeah. gone. Uh, oh, who else is in the NFC North? I'm blanking. Uh, Andy Dalton? He sucks. Yeah. Okay. So Red Rifle. So uh, now all of a sudden, you're looking three, four years down the road. You're looking at the AFC North. It's like, hey. 
if we play our cards right, we might actually be able to do some stuff here. We and might be able she, to be 500. Yeah. We might, and we, you know what? The, the AFC North is probably going to suck in a few years yeah. because Ben Roethlisberger, the Steelers are going to have to rebuild unless they get some quarterback in free agency. They're going to have to rebuild. Yeah. Andy Dalton, I mean, he's not even a factor. Joe Flacco, please. I mean, he's, he had that one good year in the playoffs or two good years in the playoffs because he won the Super Bowl the year before but or two years before um, the Patriots beat him in that one year that he was having great playoffs. But the point is the AFC North – is going to suck in a few years, oh, well. and the Browns will be in a perfect position to be one of the teams that can win that division. Well, Ashish, right now they're heading in the right direction. The reason why I say it is because um, I, I think the most prominent position, bes- I mean, uh, side of the football, besides like the quarterback position, it's important. It's a fo- uh, quarterback-driven league for sure. But defense is where it starts. And the Browns have the right mindset because they're trying to definitely bolster that defensive line. You know, by adding, I think they're going to pick the defensive end out of, um, you know, uh, Texas A&M, Miles um, Garrett, I think it is. Oh, yeah, number one, yeah. So They're not going to trade that pick. No, they won't. They won't trade it because they they need that defense to keep, keep batting. And and if you have you know Jamie Collins and you got Joe Hayden who's going to be sticking around, they they have something to build off of. So I, I think that they just need um, to get by. I would say for the next two to three I th- I years. I think their their baby steps are they're taking baby steps. Yes. And their first one is let's just be competitive in our own division. Forget trying to make it to the Super Bowl. Forget try, I mean, the first step. Win the division. Make the playoffs. Mm-hmm. That's the first step, and if we lose Wild Card Weekend four years in a row, at least that's progress. At least we're winning games. At least we're winning our division. And you know what? That's why they're going to go after Jimmy Garoppolo. Yeah. I think that's what they're doing right now. They're stockpiling picks, and they're putting themselves in a position where they can go to the Patriots and be like, hey, we'll give you the number 12 pick and the second rounder we just got from Houston. Give us Garoppolo. Because if you look at it, they'd be getting two first-round picks. Because right now I think Jimmy G would be a first-round pick the way he played last year and his potential. And then they're going to get that defensive end. So they do have the right mindset. And that's the only way to get a quarterback is you're not going to draft the quarterback first overall. I think that's stupidity. Whoever has that in the mock draft, get rid of it. Because I think they're going to you know, try well, to – this year at least. Uh, yeah, this, that's what I'm saying, this year. Because I think they're trying to add to their defense. And then, like you said, if they could somehow trade – and I think Brian's right. I think they got the second-round pick from Houston so that they can add it to the trade with the Patriots – to get Jimmy right. G. And then that's in next year's second round. Exactly. That's that, I mean, rather next year's draft. Right. It's not this year's second round. No, right. but they have a ton of picks moving forward. I, I forgot the number, but it's asinine. It's like the Celtics, but the, but the Browns are actually going to use them in trades. Yeah. So, so <laughs> with that being said, the Browns really have something to build off of, and that's because their head's on right, and they're, they're looking towards the future, and uh, that's what you have to do if you want to build a, a successful franchise. 603-883-9900. Quick break here on the Sports Blast, ESPN New Hampshire. Allergy congestion. Cut grass. Cat on the sofa. Dust in the carpet. Whenever allergy congestion makes you feel trapped, break through with Allegra D for 5-in-1, 24-hour multi-symptom relief. Allegra D combines a non-drowsy antihistamine with a powerful decongestant for fast relief that starts working in just one hour. Break through allergy congestion with Allegra D. Use only as directed. Guaranteed or your money back. Visit Allegra.com. Welcome to Geico's Motorcycle Meanderings. Oh man, this is great. I sure saved a lot of money by switching to Geico. Scored some big savings, and now I can use their mobile app 24-7 for all sorts of stuff. Life just makes sense now. 
What doesn't make sense is, if a highway splits, it's a fork in the road, then wouldn't the long straight stretch be a knife in the road? And then, wouldn't a cul-de-sac be a spoon in the road? What would a spork be? Geico Motorcycle. Savings that make sense. Exercise is hard. So is maintaining a healthy diet. Of course, neither is half as hard as dying. Sadly, type 2 diabetes, heart disease, and stroke kill nearly a million people a year. Even sadder, most of these deaths are preventable with a few lifestyle changes, including regular activity, healthier eating, and not smoking. Talk to your doctor about your risk for type 2 diabetes and heart disease. And if your doctor recommends lifestyle changes or medication, listen. The reason so many die is because not enough are willing to change. You can stop it starting right now. It's your life. Listen to your doctor. Eat better. Get moving. Visit CheckupAmerica.org or call 1-800-DIABETES. A message from the American Diabetes Association. It only takes a minute to find out if you may have prediabetes. And you can do it at DoIHavePreDiabetes.org. But you're probably not going to. Nope. I'm sure you've got a perfectly good excuse. Kids, work. <laughs> I get it. You're busy. So what better time than now? Let's begin. Raise one finger if you're a man. Ladies, none yet. Oh, count in your head if you're driving. Now, three more fingers for everyone over 60, two over 50, one over 40, one more if you're not physically active, another finger if anyone in your family has type 2 diabetes, another if you've got high blood pressure, if you're overweight, raise another finger, two if you're very overweight, and three if you're really overweight. You've just taken the world's first audio pre-diabetes test. And if you're holding up five or more fingers, visit doihaveprediabetes.org or talk to your doctor. There's no excuse because prediabetes can be reversed. Brought to you by the Ad Council and its pre-diabetes awareness partners. Scores, standings, trades, and breaking news. This is your ESPN New Hampshire update. The New England Patriots acquired wide receiver Brandon Cooks from the Saints last night. They surrendered a first and third round pick in this year's coming draft for the 23-year-old wide receiver. Cooks is coming off his second straight 1,000-yard receiving season, and he'll carry a cap hit of just over $1.5 million. There were also a pair of notable departures from the Patriots yesterday. Cornerback Logan Ryan signed a three-year deal worth $30 million with the Tennessee Titans, and tight end Martellus Bennett inked a three-year contract worth $21 million with the Green Bay Packers. The Celtics were blown out at the Pepsi Center by the Denver Nuggets, 119-99. Isaiah Thomas led the Seas with 21 points in a losing effort. They'll next host the Bulls at the Garden tomorrow at 3.30. The Bruins return to action this afternoon. They'll be at the Garden taking on the Flyers. Puck drop is at 1 p.m. Split squad action for the Sox today. Chris Sale will start against the Tampa Bay Rays at JetBlue Park. And Henry Owens will get the ball at Hammond Stadium against the Twins. Both games start at 105. And David Price is resuming baseball activities for the first time since being shut down on February 28th. As of right now, his routine consists simply of plyometric exercises. Those are your Sports Center updates. Be sure to listen in live on ESPNNHradio.com and the ESPN Radio app. And check us out on TuneIn. I'm Ishii Doko. Anywhere the Sports Bus continues right now.
603-883-9900. Back here on the Sports Blast, ESPN New Hampshire and ESPNNHradio.com. Ashish Sharma, Brian Roach, and Mark LaSalle taking you up until 2 p.m. this afternoon. Yeah. Continuing to react to NFL free agency, NFL trades, all that stuff. One thing we haven't really talked about today, guys, Dante Hightower. Yeah. Very quiet on that front. Yeah, it's, it's been really quiet. And, I mean... From the moves that they made, you can kind of see him staying just because I think he'll take like a, a semi-discount. I'm not saying like a total discount, but you know, with the team that they have in place. But I can, I can also see him moving towards a team that really wants to throw him money, kind of like the Tennessee Titans. Well, he, he apparently um, left uh, negotiations last night against the Tennessee, uh, with the Tennessee Titans, and they didn't come to an agreement. So obviously they didn't blow him away, so I think he's back. I, I think they're weighing their options, though. I think, you know, I think you kind of have to bring back Dante Hightower, right? We talked about last week how you don't win Super Bowl 49 without him. I mean, he stopped Marshawn Lynch at the one. You don't win the last You don't two. win the last one without him either because he strip-sacked Matt Ryan. You don't win two of the last three Super Bowls without the Dante Hightower. The problem is the injuries, and, and I think what you do is make an incentive-filled um, contract. And I don't think he's going to take an incentive-laden contract. Yeah. I think he's going to get a contract out there that's guaranteed – and if the Patriots decide not to match that, because remember, Dante Hightower said, I will give you a chance to match whatever offer I get. And if the Patriots say, no, sorry, he's going to take it and he's going to leave. Well, well uh, unless the incentive-laden contract, it's like uh, not hard incentives to hit like for him. Like play 14 out of the 16 games. If someone came to you, Brian, and said, I'm going to give you an incentive-laden contract, and someone else came to you and said, oh, screw the incentives, I'm guaranteeing you this money, which one would you choose? Incentives. No, you wouldn't. I like to push myself so that I can oh, reach those Yes, Come on. That's how I roll. So, that's such so a cliche. liar. You're such a liar. That's Shut how up. I roll. That's so cliche. Oh, my God. That's man. how I roll. Wow. No, that's how I roll. I think the Patriots have the money, of course, to throw as much as well, they yeah, want they towards Hightower. High to- high uh, the mo- uh, like one of the most, have the most like cap room. Right. And I understand that. But when it comes down to trading Garoppolo for the number 12 pick, I can also see them utilizing that pick to get a linebacker to replace. Did I Dante not say Hightower. that two weeks ago? And you guys or, at me. Or you could get Hightower, and then you could use that number twelve pick to get another linebacker to go with that core. So I yeah. think that I like the I like the first thing you said. I think that's probably something that they might end up doing is if they do end up getting the number twelve pick for Jimmy Garoppolo from Cleveland, that they will draft Hightower's replacement. I think that's a very feasible. Now, option. what if they don't do that? But what if you could get both? What what if you could sign Hightower to a decent contract, twelve, thirteen million dollars a year? What if you could get the number twelve pick without trading Jimmy Garoppolo? You, to how how you, do you do that? That's impossible. How do you get the how, number twelve? How, how are you going to do that? You figure it out. No, you throw you throw and poop out there yeah. to make it stick. Yeah, it's it's not I'm just saying the they just way. traded away like their yeah, but first round the pick to get Brandon Cooks. No, the only thing no, that'll get you the number twelve pick from the Cleveland Browns. Considering the contract, <laughs> trade uh, trade them uh, four fourth round picks and a third round. Can pick. we not like let Brian talk <laughs> yeah. right now? He's talking out of his butt. G- no, see, Jimmy Garoppolo is worth the twelve, uh, the number twelve. Pick no, he's for, not for Cleveland. He technically is not. They will get him for three years, as we said. You He'd get him for one year, first round franchi- pick for You sure. franchise him back to back years. You get three years of Jimmy Garoppolo. Yeah, that's worth the twelfth overall pick. I don't if think, you're Cleveland, I don't think so. And, and if I'm the if I'm the Patriots, he's only worth the number twelve overall pick if he signs a long term deal with the team. So a three-year, basically a three-year deal is, is it's not super long-term, but, I mean, 
what's the cutoff? A long term deal is like four or five years. But look, look you get him for three years. An, all like, first round picks get a fifth year. You you get him for a year. You franchise him back to back years. That's the plan right off the bat. At twenty five million dollars a hit though. And they have so much cap space. They so would probably what? still do it. Jimmy Garoppolo isn't even that good. Look, his, the, if you're the Cleveland Browns, you have not had a quarterback since yeah. freaking Bernie Kosar. We already okay? talk, we already talked about this in the previous segment. <laughs> you guys want to talk about the AFC West, by the way? <laughs> we talked about the AFC Oakland East. Oakland Raiders look pretty the good. The South, the North. They you want to talk about the West? Oakland Raiders should be good. good yeah, Raiders Derek should be Carr, good. Michael Crabtree, yep. Amari Cooper. Yeah, that defense is pretty good. Adrian stacked. Peterson, probably going to join them. But, guys, I want to go back to it because I think it is a prominent move if they do make it. Um, look at the Stefan Gilmore situation, right? So, Stefan Gilmore got $14 million, and Bill Belichick, you know, put a tender out there for Malcolm Butler. Yes. If Malcolm Butler signs that tender and he goes out and gets that contract, he gets a first round pick along with Stefan Gilmore, correct? Wait, wait, wait. No, no. If he signs the tender, he's no, it, back in the I'm saying if he doesn't sign the Oh, if he doesn't yeah. sign the tender Sorry and goes yes. out and signs an offer sheet that's not matched, yes. then the Patriots are then compensated with a first round pick from that team, correct? So look at it from that standpoint to say if uh, Jimmy Garoppolo is traded to the Cleveland Browns, you get a 12th pick. Yes. Okay. You can go out and get that linebacker, but then you could also use. The, the the salary that you have, like they have a ton of salary, guys. Yeah. Like they have a ton. Like they might as well go out and sign Dante Hightower and then use that twelfth pick to like bring in a formidable linebacker as well. Because they're already losing guys. Like Mingo's gone, right? Yep. Um, I mean Kyle Van Noy, how good do you think he's gonna be? Yeah. He's gonna be like I, I think that's more bench depth. Yep. So I think it's really like a good idea to go in that direction to draft a linebacker or somebody on the defensive side to you know bring him in and then sign, you have to you have to sign Hightower. Hightower was so valuable throughout the playoffs. He made big plays. Mm-hmm. Okay, Malcolm Butler is, is a different side because. You know, he, he's wanting uh, the same salary as the guy on his current roster. He also sets the defense. He's currently the Mike guy, correct? Yes. Mm-hmm. But so. but look at Hightower where they don't really – they didn't bring anybody in, mm-hmm. okay, for, for that kind of salary that Hightower would get. Right. That's the point I'm trying to make because they didn't find a replacement yet for Hightower. No. So I think Hightower is coming back. And I think they're going to trade for the, the 12th pick to get somebody on the defensive well, side as the thing. well. If, if Hightower does come back, then it's almost a guarantee that Malcolm Butler's gone. They're not going to give Stephon Gilmore what they gave him. Sign Hightower. Who would you rather have? I think they who might. Would you, who would you rather have? I think they between, might. Between who? Malcolm Butler At this and point, Dante Hightower. Hightower. Well, easily. Well, they have Gilmore. They have their number one corner. Okay. You don't, you don't need you don't Gilmore's need not a number one. Oh. He will be your number one. Yes, because you paid him that way. Okay, so if okay, let's forget about the contract. If Gilmore is here, are no. you tell me that Butler's Eric, still in the number one. No, 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 no. I'm saying if Butler's gone. Oh well, yeah. If Butler's, if Butler's gone, gone, who's if, your number one? If Butler's gone, regardless yeah, you're of forced, regardless of money, you're forced to start Gilmore. Gilmore was a Pro Bowler last year. He had five picks. Oh, Pro Bowler. Oh, and everyone makes the freaking Pro Bowl. Everyone and their grandmother makes the Pro Bowl. Guys, realize that they could potentially get two first round picks. Two first round picks, so they could get Jabril Peppers and. I don't know, Foster from Alabama. How, how are they getting the second? Uh, they have zero picks in the first round, correct? I'm saying, I'm, yeah, but I'm saying You're if Malcolm Patriots, Butler right? if, trades. If, or or uh, leaves. If, if yeah. he leaves yeah. or if the Patriots trade him, right, 
They could get potentially more picks. Yeah, they, they could they could sign him and then trade him. Exactly. I, I think right. the, I think probably what's going to happen is if they do end up with a first round pick in this year's draft to replace the one that they lost in the Brandon Cooks deal, or two is if they trade Jimmy Garoppolo for the number twelve pick and yeah. then Malcolm Butler leaves and they're compensated with a first round pick. That, that'd be two. I think that would be how they get their two picks. They they could yeah. pot- still potentially get two picks. And th- and that's why it's just so stupid that the Saints did not wait for the the New England Patriots to make a trade, right. you know, with Jimmy G or you know the Malcolm Butler situation because then they would have got a higher pick instead of number thirty two. It's basically a second round pick, and that's why it's so still, ridiculous. Yeah, I'm still not really sure what the Saints. I mean, I they know still got a f- fifth year option on that player though. They have to make that decision, I believe, by May third, right? No, I'm talking about uh, the Saints on the. Th- the number thirty-two pick, they get a fifth-year option because it's a uh, first. Oh, you're pick. talking about the pick, correct? Yeah. Yes, but I mean, it's it's the thirty-two pick. It's an like, extra year, yeah. though. Still, I, though, I know, but who you know, cares about that things, year? Mark's overall point is the Saints basically got the number two, uh, number thirty-two pick for Brandon Cooks when you could have waited. When they could have got either the twelfth pick, it, assuming Jimmy Garoppolo does get right. traded for the number twelve pick, or a top ten pick. Say there's a team in in the top ten. That says, hey, you know what? Let's go get Malcolm Butler and we'll get rid of our first round pick. Yeah. Right? A, a team, if a team's willing to do that, which I don't see happening, but it could happen, right? I mean, because the thing is, I don't know how true these rumors were, but there were rumors that they were interested in sending Brendan Cooks to the Eagles. I don't know where the Eagles are picking in the first round off the top of my head. 14. But it's. Okay, it might be 14th, but it's I don't think where, the, wherever it is, it's certainly better than 32. But I don't think the Eagles were willing to give up the number one, that, that first round pick. I don't. So, so it wasn't a first-round pick. It might have been a later pick. Yeah, we don't know what it was. Exactly. But if they were willing to part ways with a first-round pick, it's like, hmm, what's better, the thirty-second pick in the first round or the fourteenth pick? Again, I don't know what the Eagles were willing to give up, but still, it's not like they got a lot for Brandon Cooks. We were talking about highway robbery earlier with the Texans and the Browns, and I was saying that actually that was mutually beneficial. It benefited both teams. Mm -hmm. If anything's highway robbery, it's Brandon Cooks to the Patriots. Yep. And the Saints getting a first and a third. Even Dwayne Allen, that was a steal, too. They got him for, what, a fourth? Yeah. yeah. I mean, that's that's pretty average. And, and that's, was, that's what they did with Derby. And, wait, was Dwayne Allen the starting tight end for the Colts last year, or was he? Jack he Doyle. was injured. Jack Doyle. It was, was a combination but on of the both. Depth, so it was, yeah. but, but he's going to be, obviously, the number two behind Rob Gronkowski. He, he, right. He's also great at run blocking. So he's, a he's, lot of t- two tight end sets, especially in the yep. red zone. And that, that's where I think uh, if the Patriots do get two first-round picks, they're going to definitely go either defensive for the 12th pick if they do select to go um, you know, to get rid of Jimmy G. Um, I think with a later pick, they would draft Christian McCaffrey out of Stanford, have him be the running back, and you know, have uh, Dwayne Allen block for McCaffrey. Like, it's unreal that Belichick has all this at, at his table. Like he, he can just feast on teams and just say – I have all the leverage in the world, and you cannot stop me. What, what's weird is that he shouldn't because he's won like all these Super Bowls, and they're still just giving it to him. But you know what he does? He keeps good relationships. Yeah, that's true. And, and, and she's hit it right on right on the head. Sean Payton and, and him oh, are close. Buddies. So, buddies. I mean, I'm not shocked by the trade just because it's kind of like uh, Danny Ainge and you know Kevin McHale with, with the Kevin Garnett trade. Um, I, I think that was highway robbery as well, um, but I mean it, it, it is really good to you know make sure you have close ties because you can most certainly make a connection and get that trade going. So I, I think the Cooks trade was by far the best deal of the off season in any team um, around the NFL. 
And now it'll be certainly interesting to see what happens with Malcolm Butler. I think we're all waiting to see what the next shooter drop is here. It's going to be either Malcolm Butler or Hightower. I think those are those are the two things we're looking at right now because offensively the Patriots look stacked or, or uh, set rather, except for they still need a running back, a proper running back, not James White or Deion Lewis. Mm-hmm. Other than that, though, offense is set. Now we're just looking at the defensive side of the ball. Yeah, and I don't think a running back's on the market that really sparks their interest. I think they're going to go. I think they're really going to go running back in the draft. And uh, it could or be McCaffrey. Or it's not going to happen in free agency. Yeah, it's not going to happen. Through you know Bill Belichick doesn't like his running backs. <laughs> no, he, he doesn't. And <laughs> It's I, always but, RBC. But if I'm a team, if I'm a team, I'm not dealing with Bill Belichick for the rest of the offseason. <laughs> I'm saying. <laughs> he's he's go, so salty. I love it. I'm literally saying go, <laughs> find, literally go find another GM that's willing to. De- I, I cannot deal with you. Imagine if the Patriots like went out and traded for like Deva- Todd Gurley. I was thinking Devonta Freeman. Oh, Devonta Freeman. <laughs> oh, my God. Mark would get up. Get in his car and well, actually, I was your ride, so you just have to wait. He'd pro- he'd no, I would steal lane. your car. No, <laughs> he would. He would. He would jump out the window. Yeah, you just you'd be like, screw <laughs> it. I, I already told you guys that if the Patriots traded for Jarvis Landry with the Miami Dolphins, my life would be done. <laughs> not, not, not to rub salt in the wound, Mark, but what's the most? Um, what's what's the big splash the Dolphins have made so far? Uh, Lawrence Timmons. They resigned Kenny Stills. Uh, not much. Not much. <laughs> Not much at all. Who's the but, running um, back for the for the Dolphins? JJ. Okay. So yeah. That's who the Patriots well, are going after. We have a better running back than you guys do right now. <laughs> I'm saying that's who the Patriots are going to trade for. Oh no, that's not happening. <laughs> no, if that if that happens, that's troubling. I'm watch out for my life. I'm just <laughs> yeah. playing. Yeah. No, it's 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 just funny to see you get this riled up because usually you know you're. I I don't want to say level headed. You're always level headed, but. This is the most emotional I've seen you about NFL free agency and trades. Well, it is ridiculous. Well, yeah, I mean, like, (laughs) if you're an NFL team, you you just don't make the best team in the NFL even greater. Especially if they just won a Super Bowl. It's an oxymoron. (laughs) It's an oxymoron. It's so, like, contradiction. Like, you got to look at it. It, You you cannot trade one of your best wide receivers on your team to the best team in the league. Well, you need to make sure you improve um, in the future because because the but Saints Coney, aren't going anywhere. So, Coney Ely, is he not one of the best defensive ends on Carolina right now? Charles yes. Johnson yeah. was one of them too. Yeah. He, uh, Coney Ely was improving, and he showed up in that Super Bowl. He was like the only player to show up in that Super Bowl. Doesn't make any sense, guys. No, no. it does. For it a second round pick, doesn't. it doesn't make any sense. NFC South, you guys are a bunch of morons. Yeah, like that's why. I, that's why I said the Atlanta Falcons need to trade to to, a, a, to the Patriots too, because the 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 the, the Panthers did it, the Saints did it, uh, the Bucks need to do it. too. The Bucks did it with uh, Logan Rebus Rankins. A couple of years well, ago, that yeah. was a couple years ago. I'm yeah. talking this year. I'm talking this oh, year. Oh, okay. They, but that's they that's all actually, need to trade to the Patriots. It's yeah. actually another connection that Bill Belichick seems to always have with the Bucks. I mean. Uh, Logan Mankins, Darrell Revis. Yeah. Uh, you know, I, I think he Akeem was just... Talib. Akeem Talib. Akeem Talib. Like, what's up with these pipelines randomly? Right. <laughs> you know, I, I, He's I don't... He's got even, connections. What's the connection with the Bucks, though? I, I can't figure it out. I can't... I don't even know. I mean, to be he, he's got connections with the Browns for obvious reasons. Yeah, he's got connections with the Bucks, and he loves Rutgers. Saints. and he loves Rutgers. <laughs> he does love Rutgers. He does. I mean, he any good like Rutgers players coming in the draft? Uh, I, would, I would not be shocked. <laughs> I don't know. I would not <laughs> yes. be shocked. Well, let's see. Bill I'll, I'll find out when the Patriots draft whoever. <laughs> yes. Well, they won't be drafting until the third round, at least for the time being. Well, that's when the zero Rutgers. picks in the first yeah, that, round. That's when you pick the Rutgers. The round. That's that's the best value. You get best value in the third and fourth rounds. 
It, it's unbelievable. He loves guys. Rutgers so much. I'm sure he shed a tear when Logan Ryan signed with the Tennessee Titans. He's like, there goes one of my Rutgers boys. <laughs> no. I, well, I, that's why he signed to Ron Harmon. I was going nuts. Extension. I was going nuts, though, because I, I think it is insane when, when you have you know teams just willing to deal. Willing to deal with Bill Belichick. You can't. He's a mastermind of a coach, and now he's looking like a perfectionist. All right, 603-883-9900. Quick break on the Sports Blast, ESPN New Hampshire. 1250 ESPN New Hampshire. Manchester's local ESPN. Pat's Peak Ski Area, a great family-friendly mountain with something for everyone, including day and night skiing, snowboarding, snow tubing, and a special pop. Pay one price program on Saturday nights. Head to Pat's Peak on Saturday nights for one low price from 3 p.m. to 10 p.m. for skiing, snowboarding, tubing, rentals, lesson tips, and entertainment. Pat's Peak is one of the largest night skiing areas in all of northern New England and one of New Hampshire's most accessible learn-to-ski and snowboard mountains. Bring your family and your friends, whatever your age or ability level, you'll love Pat's Peak. For the latest info, go to patspeak.com. That's patspeak.com. Pat's Peak Ski Area in Henniker, New Hampshire. Pat's Peak, Southern New Hampshire's premier ski and snowboard mountain, is 100% open with day and night skiing and riding. Pat's Peak offers something for everyone in the family, whether it be skiing, snowboarding, or tubing. For the latest information on conditions, photos, videos, and events, go to patspeak.com. Allergy congestion. Cut grass, cat on the sofa, dust in the carpet. Whenever allergy congestion makes you feel trapped, break through with Allegra D for 5-in-1, 24-hour multi-symptom relief. Allegra D combines a non-drowsy antihistamine with a powerful decongestant for fast relief that starts working in just one hour. Break through allergy congestion with Allegra D. Use only as directed. Guaranteed or your money back. Visit Allegra.com. Welcome to Geico's Motorcycle Meanderings. Oh, man, this is great. I sure saved a lot of money by switching to Geico. I scored some big savings, and now I can use their mobile app 24-7 for all sorts of stuff. Life just makes sense now. What doesn't make sense is if a highway splits, it's a fork in the road. Then wouldn't a long, straight stretch be a knife in the road? And then wouldn't a cul-de-sac be a spoon in the road? What would a spork be? Geico Motorcycle. Savings that make sense. My name is Sue Smith. I'm 38 years old, and I work at a graphic design company. Which is funny, because I couldn't even draw a stick figure when I was a kid. But I met someone who told me, you know what? You can do anything if you really want to. And if the teenage me were here, she'd tell you, I wouldn't be into drawing and art if it wasn't for big brothers, big sisters. Most kids from my neighborhood don't get into art. They get into trouble. But I was lucky because my big sister showed me early on that I didn't have to be like most people. And to the young me, that meant a lot. My big sister's name is Sheila, and Sheila is the reason that this eight-year-old grows up to have an amazing job as a graphic designer. Whether you donate money or time, you're helping big brothers, big sisters help a child. And that can last a lifetime. Start something today at bigbrothersbigsisters.org. Brought to you by Big Brothers, Big Sisters, and the Ad Council. Scores, standings, trades, and breaking news. This is your ESPN New Hampshire update. The New England Patriots have acquired Brandon Cooks from the New Orleans Saints 
The Pats surrendered their first and third round picks in this year's draft for the 23-year-old receiver. Cooks is coming off his second straight 1,000-yard receiving season. He'll carry a cap hit of just over $1.5 million in 2017. There were also a pair of notable departures from the Patriots yesterday. Cornerback Logan Ryan signed a three-year deal with the Tennessee Titans. That is worth $30 million. And tight end Martellus Bennett inked a three-year contract with the Green Bay Packers for $21 million. The Celtics were blown out by the Denver Nuggets last night, 119-99 at the Pepsi Center. They'll next host the Bulls at the Garden tomorrow at 3.30. The Bruins return to action this afternoon. They'll be at the Garden taking on the Flyers. Puck drop is in about 20 or so minutes, 1 p.m. Split squad action for the Sox today. Chris Sale will start against the Tampa Bay Rays at JetBlue Park. Henry Owens will get the ball at Hammond Stadium against the Twins. Both games start at 105. David Price is resuming baseball activities for the first time since being shut down on February 28th. As of right now, his routine consists of plyometric exercises. Those are your Sports Center updates. Be sure to listen live on ESPNNHradio.com and the ESPN Radio app. And check us out on TuneIn. I'm Ashish Sharma. Don't go anywhere. The Sports Blast continues right now. The Sports Blast. Sit on a blanket. Big deal. Fat go, ass. Go eat some Cheetos and deal with it. Only on ESPN New Hampshire. All right, back here on the Sports Blast, ESPN New Hampshire and ESPNNHradio.com. Mark, you want to talk about the AFC West? Yeah, well? You yeah. know, we've been talking about every division. I know AFC North, AFC East, AFC South, NFC South. Might as well just go around, right? Go around. Yeah. The Chiefs <laughs> go L.A. Superchargers. He's just so LA upset. He was just like telling us in the commercial. He's like, why are we just covering every division right We're now? literally covering every division. <laughs> I know. I'm sorry. It's but the way we should <laughs> do it, though. Yeah. We'll just have one show every now and then where we just go, all right, now the NFC North. Yeah. Let's start with the Packers. Who won how many games last year in a row to win their division? Like eight, right? Mm, Something like seven that. Seven or eight, yeah. Nice, nice little win streak. Something like that. Then they lost. Yep. I'm not going to lie. I was actually rooting for a Pats-Packers Super Bowl. Yeah, me too. disappointed. Rodgers, Brady. Now, uh, yeah, that could still happen, man. Rodgers has Martellus Bennett now. Rodgers and Brady have only played each other, I think, like once. Correct. Because he was injured. Next year, right? Isn't it next year, the, the next time that they're pl- – not this upcoming year. Oh, the year the after. The following year. Probably. Mar- Martellus Bennett well, actually, signed with the Packers. Actually, wait, they no, they, they will play the Packers, right? Don't you play not every – Not this year. No, not this no. year. Don't you play every no. division winner in your conference? In your, in your conference, yeah. That what they yeah. should they should do, what you just said, is play the – Every division winner, period. Well, it, it depends on where you are in the division. No. No, it wouldn't, no be. wouldn't be too many games. Because yeah. right it now, be a harder schedule. <laughs> yeah, you right now you play one one division uh, of the other conference. Correct, and then you have, uh, and then you play the where you placed against um, your own. You're in your own conference. For the other divisions. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Sports Blast where we discuss <laughs> scheduling in the NFL yeah. and how that happens. But Just in case you were wondering. Yeah. Guys, I, I want to I do get to this because I've, I've been thinking about it lately too. To the, um, the scheduling of the NFL? No, no. <laughs> Two days after free agency starts is what we're talking about. Well, that's, that's, it's going gonna, it's gonna to be released uh, when they play what team next for next season in right. April. But I, I think um, you know upping the the salary cap um, to what was one hundred sixty seven million one hundred seventy two one hundred seventy two something like that, and then um, it's gonna be, uh, keep going up. Yeah, it's gonna keep on going up, which is good because it will start like building some parity 
I'm not saying like there'll be total parity, but at least there'll be something that you know the NFL can look forward to in regards to maybe players going in in different uh, directions. Players, yes, but GMs are still stupid. Oh, they they still are. <laughs> They'll still spend a bootload of money. Well, no, for not only that, an average player. I, I'm not even like just spending money. I'm talking about they they don't know how to draft. They don't know how to trade. Only Bill Belichick knows how to do that. Well, but what, what I, I guess what I'm saying is, and I, I think moving forward, you know, to next year's free agency, is it will actually make you know other teams competitive. And I'm not saying that the Jacksonville Jaguars are going to win like the AFC South, but you know they'll definitely be competitive. And the only, only reason why I say that is because they already have Malik Jackson, right? But they got Calais Campbell, they got Barry Church, and they got AJ Bouye, and then they brought in Tom Coughlin to to run like the VP of football operations. So I, I think it's it's good to have. Do they have a coach yet? Yeah, they have Doug yeah, Burrow. Doug Ew. But uh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> coach, but what I'm saying is, like, it's good to have different players, like, yeah. you know, get away from their team. It's good to have a team based in London. Uh, yeah, but what I'm saying is, like, Deshaun Jackson, like, he's not on the Redskins anymore. He went to the Bucks, which actually makes the Bucks stronger. Yeah, the NFC South. Come with Mike Evans. Yeah. Uh, so I'm saying, like, these listening? new yeah. additions to these new teams, it's gonna help out, like. You know, the up-and-up teams after how crappy it was last but year. But why, exactly. why, why are you so high on the Jags just based on their defense, though? They need a QB. They they have a QB. He just sucks. Well, they have to wait until he progresses, unless it is right. what it is. Because he's got, he's degressed got two, last he's year. Got, he's got, well, first of all, the word is regressed, I believe. No, he degressed. He degressed? Digress. No, that's something else completely. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I know it's That's what we're doing right now. <laughs> yeah, we're regressing no, like, very, like that, like, very bad. Like, the thing is, he has two of the most talented young receivers in Hearns well, and Robinson. Robinson's yeah. filthy. I mean, and he can't do anything with it. Get a well, proper quarterback gonna, that can do something with he, those guys. He, he can. They can. I, he, just really, like, he, got, he, he went to his old throwing motion let, let last me, year. Let, yeah, let me just put it in terms that uh, both of you will understand. Is Alan Hearns and Robinson were really good uh, fantasy wide receivers two years ago. Last year didn't do squat. I had them in Robinson so many. Did. I, yeah, but it was so inconsistent. Right. I had them in so many draft games. Yeah, that's like every and they didn't do anything. Receiver. No, but I'm just saying that like they, dude, these guys are very talented. Yeah. And and again, I'm not saying that it's based on fantasy numbers. I'm just putting it in terms that you guys would understand. They, well, they, maybe they were, whoa, whoa. Yeah, but hold we on. would maybe understand <laughs> other <laughs> terms. We would. <laughs> right. We would. Sorry for questioning your intelligence. <laughs> but they could draft like a running back this this year, like a they Leonard Chris Fournette, Ivory. or yeah. But I'm saying they could draft like a guy that could go along with Chris Ivory. I mean, T.J. Yeldon hasn't been. Yeldon was so bad last year. Uh, so so what I'm saying is like maybe they go out and get Leonard Fournette or Dalvin Cook. I you heard know, Fournette's going to the Panthers, but that's what I've been hearing. No, but I'm just saying they they might need a, another offensive weapon. Yeah. So I I think that's well maybe yeah they got rid of their tight end. So. Yeah, Julius Thomas went to the Dolphins. So you seriously think the Jacksonville Jaguars will win the AFC South? I didn't say that. No, he I didn't said say they'll say be that. competitive. Be co- I said what does be competitive mean? Six wins. Flirt? No, flirt uh, with like six five wins. Could, six wins could probably put them in <laughs> second nine, place in the AFC South. <laughs> nine and seven. <laughs> <laughs> it's said, but it's true. <laughs> maybe like nine and seven, eight and eight. <laughs> oh, eight and eight. Now they're foot in first place, man. <laughs> yeah, man. Yeah, they're close to it. <laughs> I'm telling no, you, Houston's Tennessee. winning 11 games this year. Dude, Tennessee's going to be good. I, I feel like Tennessee's going to be good next year. And when is Mariota I, supposed to be back? He's supposed to be back at the start of the season. You sure? Every, His injury was worse than Carr's. Like, no, everything's been hurt, in line. like, literally week 17? Yeah, six no, but, to, and it, it said six to eight months of recovery time. Yeah, but you don't. don't he said his rehab's game. going pretty well. So, I mean, I'm, I'm just going to take I, I, for I, what's I, worth. I'm pretty sure... M- 
all NFL players would say that. I'm just saying the reports out just, there. You can't take what someone says at face value. No. They're always going to be like, hey, things are going great. Right. Well, and from, you have from to, the horse's mouth, yes. But yeah, if you're hearing from insiders, you have I to. Think, if, if someone's asking him a question, I'm pretty sure he's just going to be, oh, yeah, everything's fine. Because well, the, that's organization, what I'm saying. the organization I'm saying, is telling him don't say anything about, like, if, if things are going bad, don't say it. I'm saying from the horse's mouth, that's one thing. But right. I'm saying from, like, a reporter that has inside information to say it's actually not as bad as it looks or is rehab's going pretty well. Well, yeah. That's I, something. I think leg injuries are an issue with Mariota. If, so do you think Derek Carr is going to be back? Yeah. Because his injury was less severe than Mariota's. Yeah, but Ryan Tannehill, Corny CL. Like, Ryan Tannehill is going to be back at the start of the season. These guys have great work, work ethic to make it back. I, I think it's Marcus Mariota. And actually, surgery is really. Um, it's come improved. a long way. In Dr. The last James year. Andrews knows what he's doing, guys. <laughs> See, he's going to be making. Did he, he fix Mariota's leg? He's going to be making a ton of money. He's got Derek Carter work on. He's got Ryan Tannehill. And he's got Mariota. David Price. Well, actually, Tannehill's not doing it, but. David Price, maybe. No, actually, no, that's true. I mean, you look at. Uh, uh, Adrian Peterson. Yeah, you look at recoveries. The recovery timetable for torn ACLs used to be back in the day. Like I'm talking, like even ten twelve years to ago, eighteen months around that. And yeah. like best case scenario was a year. Now, now like guys are getting back eight. in six to eight months. I mean, like Wes Welker, for example. Didn't Peterson come back in like five? Something months? Something like that. You guys remember when Wes Welker tore his ACL? Oh yeah, yeah. he was back opening day. That opening injury day. happened week seventeen of the previous season. I know. I, I compare the torn ACL to like. Tommy John surgery. It kind of Tommy John is. It depends on the situation. Well, give it five years, Brian. Tommy John. It'll be like a three, four month timetable, guys. <laughs> exactly. Will be back. Two weeks. Hey, you know what? Surgical <laughs> two days, procedures. We're man. done. Like, we're making a lot of medical advances here. I do. I do. Two compare days. That. They're just like boom, boom, bam. All right. I do. See you in two days. I do compare that, and the reason why is because the results of Adrian Peterson after coming back from a well, Adrian ACL. Peterson's a freak. Uh, he is, but like nobody, no, wa- nobody look, wants him. Like how quickly his um, ACL fixed, and how how quickly um, that's why his I, MCL. It's a little Suspicious how fast that got healed. What I was, steroids? I'm, I'm not steroids. steroids. I'm, I'm, I'm gonna pull up Imani Jones here. I'm just dropping it in. I'm not saying anything. Steroids just, doesn't make no, you I'm, heal. No, I'm, I'm not saying steroids don't make on, you heal. No, I'm, I'm, I'm totally just tongue in cheek. I don't think he was on steroids or, or using HGH or anything. I think he is a freak of nature. But going back to free agency. <laughs> Adrian Peterson, Oakland Raiders, Oakland Raiders or Seattle Seahawks or the Patriots. They like no, I don't think he's coming to New England. He, he has he has to go to a place where he just needs to be productive, but also just wants to be a part of a winning atmosphere. He, he wants to win. He has his money. Like he doesn't need his money, right. but teams can definitely give him money and give him a chance to win. So if he goes to Oakland, would he? So either way, he's going to be the backup, right? He's going to be behind Thomas Rawls in Seattle if he goes there, and he's going to be behind Latavius Murray. Well, if Latavius he goes to Murray's a, a free agent right now. With, um, Latavius Murray is a free agent. Okay. Yes. So maybe DeAndre Washington takes over. Well, or or if he goes to Oakland, maybe he's the starter. Oakland. But if he goes to Seattle, Thomas Rawls is your guy. But yeah, but I think that would be a great one-two punch. Thomas Rawls and Adrian Peterson. Sure, and, and Rawls, d- given the injuries that he had last year. Yeah. So And Jamal Charles is going to be visiting with them. Actually, I think he might have visited with them yesterday. Oh, I'd, I'd stay away from Jamal Charles, man. That guy's had so many knee procedures. Yeah, tornies. That That's one that doesn't work out. Yeah, that's something. Uh, if, if he comes knocking on Bill Belichick's door, I'm going to be like, thanks, but no thanks, man. Like, it's yeah. just way too much going on there with your knees. But with Adrian Peterson's production throughout his entire career, I, I think he deserves like a real shot at a Super Bowl. 
I mean, he he's played to like an MVP uh, MVP caliber kind of player. He is. He's at a different stage. He's on another level when he's on fire. Mm-hmm. He's no, like nowhere compared to any other running back in the league, um, and he deserves the right to have a, either a starting role or being in a win- winning atmosphere. So if that's joining the Raiders, joining the Patriots, joining the Seahawks, you know, I, I think it's really beneficial for him to make joining some, some, the, the Packers. Or the Packers, that would be a good one. But what I'm saying is, I I think he needs to, you know, be put in Hall of Fame um, position and have a championship under his belt. Because if he does, he's automatic. I mean, he's already automatic. There's no doubt about that. But I think that would like solidify his 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 Why presence. Why are we kissing Adrian Peterson's ass so much? <laughs> because I I feel like this guy has the talent. He's one of the best running backs he is. in of all time. Yep. Okay. So he needs something. He needs a Super Bowl championship. All right, wrapping up hour number two, it's the Sports Blast on ESPN New Hampshire.